Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for joining me. Happy New Year's Eve to those who celebrate this threshold. Obviously, there are so many folks who do not honor December 31st as like then the uh, last day of the quote year. So many of us honor the threshold of a new year at different times, but um, I know that all of us are feeling the power of this time and whether or not we observe kind of the new year, quote unquote, at 2019 on January 1st, I still want to just say happy new year to all. (laughs) Um, I'm so honored and excited to be back with all of you and hope you all had a lovely holiday. Um, I want to start today's a monthly medicine episode of the podcast. We're going to dive into both January's medicine and a little bit about 2019 as a whole. So it might be, we'll just actually, we'll see. We'll like just see how long this podcast episode wants to be. It could be moderately longer or very long or normal time. We'll see. Um, I want to kind of start this episode though, by just really shining a light on the otherworldly, extraordinary artwork of the podcast. We have new artwork for the podcast. If you can't see it, you can refresh your feed, or if you're uh, listening from Pocket Casts, you you have to go in, uh, there's kind of like a whole thing, and just do refresh artwork or refresh podcast, and it should come up. Um, It is artwork that was created especially for the podcast in a beautiful, super aligned, juicy, lovely commission with artist um, Chelsea Iris Granger, who I have, um, whose work I have loved for so long. And um, she somehow received the vision that I gave her and created this gloriousness. I mean, the closer you get to it, the better it is. There's like an infinity loop in this snake. We have the, like, there's just so much happening in this glorious image. And of course we have the snake and the snake skin, which is just the most beautiful representation of the continual nature of shedding and rebirth. And so I just want to say thank you to Chelsea for creating like basically the podcast art of my dreams. And eh, this may very well be the second time I've changed it in a year, but (laughs) um, all the changes are meant to be. So I'm just excited that we're at an artwork that feels really like home for the podcast. And so I hope all of you love it. And um, I'm going to say this now just because I feel like, you know, I just will. I'd rather say it now than wait till the end of the podcast. If you have been curious, if you have wanted something to support you over this new year threshold, I highly recommend considering my offering called The Threshold, which is a journey into the medicine of 2019. It is a beautiful guided meditation to move you from meeting your inner high priestess to your inner empress. It is a full-on 90-minute long download on the year that we're leaving in the year ahead. It is a pretty generous workbook containing an intuitive download for every one of the months in 2019, including spreads and a very unique year ahead spread that I created. And it's $22. And if you really want to ritualize and honor your new year, and like if you don't hear this until the first or the second of January, it's still good. You know, there's still so much to get out of it. So I'm going to take it off the website. Um, uh, I believe on the 5th of January, somewhere around there. So it's a time limited situation. So if you'd like to get yours and hold on to it for the course of 2019, now's the time. So you can do that on my website. There'll be a link in the show notes and like it's everywhere. Just go to lindsaymack.com and, and you'll you'll find it. I believe in you. (laughs) Um, I love the threshold and really believe in it. I was really proud to do it. I'm proud of the fact that it's affordable for everyone and accessible for everyone. So I hope 
those who have been, I've heard lovely things from everyone who's gotten it. Um, so yeah. Uh, and that's it in terms of housekeeping. It's only five minutes. That's not that bad. <laughs> Let's talk about 2019 before we get into January and its message to us to embody our magic, to live our magic. Um, 2019 is a 12-year. It's a high priestess, or wow, I'm going to need to get out of the habit of saying that. <laughs> it's a hanged man empress year. So I'll explain that to anyone who's like, how is Lindsay getting this? Why are people talking about this? So here's why. Let's start with 2018. So 2018, as I'm sure many people heard, ad nauseum, especially from this podcast, was an 11 year. And from that, we experienced a high priestess strength justice year. So the reason that it's an 11 year is that and the how of that is that we add up each individual number of the year. So we add up two plus zero plus one plus eight, which we would get, uh, we will, it equals out to 11. And then how we get the high priestess number is when we add up one plus one and that equals two. And that is something that has been, um, uh, taught to me through the work of Mary Kay Greer, um, I think it's really important. So many of us are working with, um, you know, year uh, ahead things and, you know, adding up the years and adding up our birth year and our soul card, like all that comes from Mary Kay Greer and the people who taught her. So, you know, lineage is important there, of course. So, yeah, we uh, have strength justice in 2018 because uh, strength and justice through many reasons are interchangeable as number 11 in some decks. Some decks have strength as 11, some have justice as 11. And then of course we honor high priestess because one plus one equals two. So of course for 2019, we add up two plus zero plus one plus nine and we get 12 and 12 is the number of the hangman. And then when we add up one plus two, we get three. And three is the number of the empress. So very different year that we're about to go into. Very different. So 11 is a master's number. This is an ascension number. Mastery does not mean you're a master, does not mean you're perfect at everything. Mastery means that you are put in front of the shit that is going to hone you, that is going to bring you into experience. Experience makes the master. Masters have like more time clocked in. That's why we can have a mastery in a lifetime of addiction because we've clocked many hours of moving through the cycles and the spirals of addictions. We can have um, mastery around chronic pain. We can have mastery around all kinds of different things, joy and motherhood, you know, parenthood, whatever all kinds of methods of mastery, all kinds. And so many of them spiralic and ever-changing for all of us individually and collectively and otherwise. So 2018 was a year of mastery. And I've repeated this many times uh, through the podcast, but anywhere that we had kind of like we had broken a bone and had sort of gone, eh, you know, it's going to heal okay, you know my toe will be a little crooked or my finger will be a little bent, but that's all right, you know, whatever. 2018 basically took that finger, took that toe, took that ankle and rebroke it <laughs> just so we could heal properly. So pretty much anything we had, and you may notice over the last few days of 2018, there has been an almost shocking amount of clearing that's happened, probably some that has shocked and surprised you. And maybe you just focused on like, oh, I'm going to clean out this cabinet. I'm going to, I'm going to clear this area of my house, or I'm going to make a decision about how I'm nourishing my body, you know, whatever it is. And some of you may have gotten sick, knock on wood, I hope not. And some of you, some of us may have experienced huge chronic pain or canceling of offerings that felt right at the time and then didn't. This is a major clearing time. It's like clearing out everything before we land in 2019, because the energy is so different. It is such an upgrade. So moving from 11 to 12 is essentially moving from um, 
breaking the bone and making the conditions right for us to reheal that properly. 12 is when we learn to run on it. That's really when we learn. And then it all kind of culminates in 2020, which actually does not go to 13. It goes to four, which is pretty powerful. And it's a double justice here with the presence of 20 and 20. Uh, and in fact, that's true in um, 20. We can say that in 2019 uh, as well, that we ha- 2019 we have... Um, we can say there's a lot of different ways of playing with the energy of the year, but we can say that 2019 is a judgment sun year because we have 20, which is judgment 19, which is the sun. We can say that it's a culminate culmination energy of, uh, high priestess for two fool for zero magician for one and the hermit for nine, which actually paints a pretty good picture. Like, unity of going in to listen to the inner voice and to um, allowing that to directly be related to um, how we take leaps and how we choose things, letting that come into a sense of settling in our magic. And then with this year, with if we're going to break down each number in that way in 2018, we would have met up with ourselves in strength or justice again. So we are basically just kind of walking around the labyrinth and finding ourselves in center because eight is also a place where justice and strength are interchangeable. It's either eight or 11 for those cards. And if we have nine, again, if we treat each number in 2019 individually, which is just a fun exercise to do, there is a lot of pausing and waiting until we are initiated, until we're told to go. So we have to cultivate practices for kind of sitting at the red light until we get the green. The whole point of 2019 is basically not to blow the red light and is essentially to sit, to wait, to stay, um, to bow to frustration. That's going to be a big part of 2019 because it's going to be periods of massive movement and clarity and creation and moments where we are not meant to know. Moments when we are meant to just kind of sit and chill and wait, not initiate, and to respond to initiation. So I've mentioned all this stuff about 2018. Let's go into 2019 as promised. So 2019 again, Hangman and Bersier. Hanged man is the invitation into surrender. And it is not just surrender for the surrender's sake. What we are actually doing in Hangman is releasing irrevocably a parcel or an identity that is rooted in ego. And if there is any ego that is bringing us out of our connection to our larger life's purpose, hangman is here to clear that out of us. So part of hangman's medicine is to say, let's take you, let's take, let's both of us walk, let's journey through the full experience of ego death. Death card, um, you know, it's tricky. Hangman and death really braid together in this very powerful way. They really do. Because hangman really prepares us for death. Hangman prepares us to be able to meet anything that's ready to go and say, okay, I trust that that's for my highest and best. Hangman is really the work we do to be cool with that idea. Um, And death card doesn't always feel cool, by the way, but um, we do that work in hangman. I teach the hangman card. Um, There's a lot of beautiful parallels with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's teachings about the stages of grief and and of dying. Um, And if you don't know her, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote a number of books, but most notably on death and dying. And she wrote on grief and grieving which uh, they're both wonderful if you're interested in that work. But Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's stages are quite famous and they're um, anger, denial, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And Hangman really encompasses all those. Um, And holds within itself an, um, an additional step, which is enlightenment, awareness. So... We fight in hangman energy a lot of the time, 
our ego screams or we want to get out of being, of hanging upside down. We want to go, go, go. We want to move. Hangman is the dividing line. It separates us from essentially all of the egoic nature of the line one of the tarot and all of the really intense hardcore work we do in line two to kind of break out of that. And then after hangman, we're free. So hangman really honors uh, the numerology of the number 12, which is extremely connected to completions. We tie up old bows in number 12. It's the end of the numerology spectrum in some ways. It's the amount of hours in a day. It's the amount of months in a year. 12 is a very symbolic number and holds within itself the medicine of completion. And indeed, when we are in 12 and in a 12 year, we are clearing all over the place. We're clearing, clearing, clearing. The how of the clearing is hanging out in the liminal space before we know what the next step is. Hangman teaches us how to complete cycles because it advises and invites us into an energy that says, don't move until you're here to do something different. And we don't like to do stuff like that. We like to move. We like, that's everybody. That's not just like people who haven't got it together. That's everyone. <laughs> everybody prefers to know where they're going and to know what they're doing and to feed into the illusion that action and doing is somehow going to yield results that will make us happy. And sometimes it is the not doing that is the absolute, that's the sage's way. It's the wise person's way to be able to say, unless I see a green light, I'm going to stay right here. And staying right here might be the most unnerving, aggravating, frustrating thing. I may be so pissed at God. I may have no clarity right now. But because I am not my ego, I'm going to hang out right here. And I'm also going to really respect and take care of my body because my body is running through all the chemistry of my ego tantruming because it doesn't know what to do and it doesn't know the next step. So 2019, although it probably doesn't feel like that too, too much from what I'm describing is actually a year of tremendous deliciousness. Because if we take out the idea of hangman, just being like, oh man, you're just hanging there. You're surrendering. It's like ego. Let's remember the point of it. The point of Hangman, I mean, Hangman has incredible many, many points, but the point of Hangman is to prepare us for a better life. It's to break us of old cycles so that we can move through the passage of the death card and then wind up in temperance where we finally learn, holy shit, when I'm not operating from ego, spirit drops in even better than I'd imagined, even better than I dreamed. We can't really speak of hangman without speaking of death and temperance. That's my humble opinion. I really believe that because um, hangman at 12, we move, we, we have to know the completion to move into the mystery of 13, to move into the numinosity of 14, to move into the the power and the potency of what happens after we've tasted both egoic. And, what, and by the way, um, I don't mean to vilify the ego. The ego is good. It's super useful. The ego that runs the show and thinks it's more powerful than the soul, though, has got to go back into the car seat where it belongs. <laughs> and that's part of the job of hangman so that we can pass through death and really actually actually ritualize and let go of those old processes or relationships or beliefs or desires that really are not serving us anymore. And then move into temperance where we can say like, whoa, now I know the ego really only gets me so far. That kind of like frantic lapping desire really only gets me so far. So wow, what would it be like to work with great mystery? What would it be like to work with spirit? What would it be like to work with something more powerful than myself? The inner voice. And the inner voice, you know, while we are the inner voice, spirit is us, you know, we can say all that. Um, the inner voice does carry wisdom that we are not always in, in tune with or in touch with. This is why um, 
you know, even though 2018 is technically a high priestess year, high priestess is always available to us and does carry us down and in. And that's part of why we don't, we don't always do that. We don't always want to do that. Even intuitives don't really want to do that. Intuitives just a lot of the time want to like bounce around and don't ever really um, center down enough to really listen. Not everybody, of course, but I think everyone experiences that. So this is a year of surrendering to the impulses and the initiatory actions that actually keep us perpetuating cycles that do not serve. What is really going to blossom from that is a life that is far more aligned with our individual soul path. 2019 is a year of a little bit more inward individual expression. 2018 was a year where everyone looked out where it was weird because we, it, with justice, high priestess, these are two energies that really usually bring us in. But in order to kind of do the work that we needed to do, there was a lot of outward expression, energy, a lot of like checking what was happening out there before we trusted ourselves in here. And 2019 is really different. It's really like, well, I'm going to do my thing. And if I touch in with what other people are doing in like you know, a couple months, a couple weeks, a couple days, like even a year, that's cool. But I'm just going to do me and learn along the way, check in along the way. It's a lot more of uh, a year of a little bit more, what is the word? I like flitted in and then it flitted out. Mm. It's not quite integrity because 2018 has been a year of great integrity um, invitations into integrity. It's more like, um, well, individual expression, like really allowing ourselves to be sovereign. It's a year of sovereignty. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and why, why is that so important? Why, why a, because really only from that space will we be able to birth what's meant to be birthed. Um, and all that, surrendering, waiting, honoring the red light and the yellow light before it turns to green brings us into our second card of 2019, which is the Empress. And the Empress is Venus's daughter, Venus's child, Venus's Venus itself. Um, the Empress is the dilator of receiving. Everyone experiences the experience of receiving in all kinds of different ways. All of us want to shirk away from receiving and everyone's got hangups, everyone's got blind spots. Everybody's got their stuff about money, about love, about pleasure, about all kinds of things. And we all um, tend to really, uh, um, there tends to be quite a lot of excuses that we can make to not receive like it's selfish or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and hangman and, and empress are here to clear all that. Hangman is here to help us not rush the red lights. We may not understand why we have to wait, why there's no clarity, why we have no fucking clue what we're doing. Can we enjoy it? Can we receive in that space? Can we find pleasure? Can we go deeper with our enjoyment of our lives? Or are we just deriving pleasure from the chase? Are we just deriving it? Like this will be a year where a lot of people physically move too, where a lot of people who previously like moved to somewhere really hot and really exciting might find themselves once they get enough kind of hangman empress time being like, I got to get out of here. I got to go somewhere a little quieter, or I have to go somewhere a little bit um, more remote where I can have a real, uh, connection with myself. And there may be a lot this year and there might be the opposite this year where someone who has been living in a place where they're not really exposed, feel like they want to move somewhere where they have a lot more community love, but it's about kind of shedding the old, like egoic bullshit. Like, you know, um, you know, again, it, it's like living in New York City is dreamy and wonderful, but like, you know, a lot of people live here because it's 
whatever. It's New York, you know, and most of us love it and some of us don't love it <laughs> or some of us loved it, you know. Um, and then when you start really asking yourself, you know, well, why exactly did what was my desire when I moved here? What was my desire when I moved to L.A.? What was my desire when I left, you know, this place and moved to that place or wanted to leave or whatever it is? Um, really just finding that sense of juiciness as we kind of hang out waiting to be initiated into the next cycle of our lives is going to be a very interesting rhythm. However, having said all of that, talking about surrender and all kinds of things, this is a year of major action taking and probably in directions you may not have ever imagined. Very much in areas and in um, places that we probably felt like we weren't ready for, or we kind of can't believe it like came out of left field, whatever it is, those kinds of things are going to find us. And again, the more you're aligned with your true deal, the more you're kind of just doing your thing and you're not trying to do it like anybody else, you're just doing you, the closer you get to being aligned so that those quote people can find you so that those other folks can find you, whatever it might be. So this is actually a year of a lot of expansion for us individually and collectively, a lot of it, like buckle up rocket ship expansion. But in order to actually do that, we have to honor the pace that sometimes will feel super slow because we're actually preparing to go to the next cycle. This year um, to 2019, uh, is ruled by, uh, Neptune and Venus in terms of the, cause hangman and empress are not ruled by signs. Um, of course they have associations with Pisces and Taurus because of those two planetary rulings, but they really sit firmly and comfortably in the realms of Neptune and the realms of Venus, which means like there's a lot of time for dreaming this year. There's a lot of time for kind of imagining and fantasy in a good way, not in an escapist way, in a really sweet way. Neptune, seeing things differently, going down into the bottom of the pool and really looking up from that pool. It's deep water, you know? It's really powerful, mystical dream time, Neptune vibes. And like Venus is just ardent, lovely, um, pleasure receiving, whether you're hugging a tree, laying on the grass, laughing with your friends, like giving yourself pleasure, feeling into yourself sexually, making money, like paying off a loan. Like that's all empress because we have to say, yes, we have to receive all of that. Um, enjoying a beautiful meal and recognizing that we're so lucky to be able to have access to food. Like that's all empress medicine. So there's a lot here to celebrate in Venus, uh, Neptune flow, but we're, it's very different because 2018 was a year that was ruled by the moon and Libra and Leo a little bit because of uh, that, uh, strength action. So think about that. Just think about that. The moon, which of course, worshipful, sacred, glorious, beautiful moon, also constantly changing, totally unknown, all about the subconscious, really fucking deep, different things all the time. It's been, 2018 has been a huge year for phases and changes. And for those of us who bleed and identify as um, female or who do not identify as female, but have uteruses um, and bleed with the moon every month, I know that I'm not alone with saying that the kind of stuff that's been happening um, in the sacral, in the pelvis has been unbelievable. No matter how we identify crazy stuff, major trauma has come up for everyone. Um, and huge clearing and a lot of things going that needed to go and a lot of reclamation of sensuality and pleasure and bodily autonomy. There's just been a lot of that. And Libra, say what you will about Libra. And I 
don't disagree as being a sign that really luxuriates in beauty and balance and equilibrium. Libra is a major polarity sign in terms of feeling like we can sometimes feel wildly imbalanced, which is not to say that Libras are imbalanced. They're not. They're lovely. But (sighs) Libra energy can feel very polarizing and can give us the sense that we're swinging and trying to find that sense of balance. And especially when we have a year basically ruled by that energy, it's very extreme for some of us, not all of us, but for some of us, it can be very extreme. Um, and Leo, you know, is beautiful, but it's like heart, it's passion. We've seen that with people standing up for their beliefs, like people speaking their truth. Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, like that's a one example of so many situations that we've all been brought into this year of great heart, great courage, great balance, equilibrium, stasis, and also at the same time, complete spiralic changeability, totally different phase every single day because we've had a year ruled by the moon. Um, and so to move into 2019, when we have a year ruled by like Neptune and Venus is really different. Um, it's just, it's not to say anything about the power of those two sides. It's just a little bit softer. It's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit less extreme. It really is. So 2019, it's not to say that shit's not going to go down in 2019. This is life. Shit going down is the impetus for evolution. This is it. We are all waking up at this time. We're not going to get away from that. It's not a problem that shit is going down. It is an invitation like everything else. Um, But teaching us really how to move into a space of wise response, really being connected with spirit, and really trusting ourselves, that's a big part of 2019 too. Are we hanging around with people who might they might be like lovely people. There might not be anything wrong with our crew or our family. Are they bringing us pleasure when we hang out with them? Or do we feel a little picked on? Do we feel like we're experiencing some passive aggression? Do we feel like a little uncomfortable? Those may be experiences to communicate and resolve. And it might also be that it's like, oh yeah, I don't really have to roll with that. That's okay that they're like that. And I'm like this, that's all right. doesn't resonate or doesn't resonate in this season of my life. If people don't get that, it's all right. Nobody owes you anything as much. And that might trigger some people hard. (laughs) It's true. Nobody knows. And nobody owes you a goddamn thing. And it won't feel triggering if anyone listening to this who is triggered stops doing stuff they don't want to do. If you are available to stop doing things that you don't want to do for people, and if you really search your heart, are you doing them because you hope that you'll get something in return? If you're willing to stop that cycle hangman style, you'll stop feeling triggered and you'll start answering your own call. And you'll be able to break that cycle of giving to people who aren't necessarily available to give to you. Water break. So that's 2019. Now, January, the uh, saying for January 2019 is live your magic. And a secondary saying is embody your magic, but live your magic is what spirit told me to say. Um, What the hell does that mean? It means that 2019 is a clarion call. Stepping up into what we're doing and not fucking around anymore. Um, And I don't mean this in a way that's like, yeah, like, go for it. Set your intentions, do your thing. It's just like, the whole point of 2018 has been to clear us out of this, out of these horseshit habits so that we don't keep wasting time playing small, doing shit we don't want to do, doing stuff that we know is a no, but we do it because we're afraid we don't have faith or we don't have the uh, proof or whatever, the evidence that we'll be able to do anything else, or we don't know that we'll be okay if we don't do it. There does come a time when the cliff presents itself. We have to be able to say, even if I'm a little short or I don't feel okay, I would rather kind of feel not okay and not know what the fuck I'm going to do 
then do this thing that doesn't resonate with me anymore. And it really goes beyond privilege. It goes beyond situational. It really comes to everybody has their own version of that. It could literally be for you like a job and it could be for someone else going to a social function that they don't want to do and trusting that they will make friends or they will meet a boyfriend or they will meet a, a partner if they don't go to bars. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about no longer wasting time, no longer hiding who we are under the basket of kind of flailing, fruitless. Um, and I don't mean to be harsh. It's just kind of what the medicine is because there's so much fucking potential and magic in 2019. Like truly, I mean, I knew 2018 was going to be a motherfucker. And I think in monthly medicine at, at this time last year, like I kind of said that I was like, this is like a major upgrade year. It, well, 2019 is a major upgrade year. It's also a year of like bursting deliciousness. It's amazingly powerful, amazingly beautiful. And <coughs> we have the ability to really make it so by no longer fucking around, choosing, even if we don't know how, we don't know what it looks like, to live and embody our magic. And our magic is just us being us. It's not us doing what the person at the witch store told us to do. It's not us trying to figure out how to like do a ritual. It's not us. It's us just being, existing, listening, waiting, playing, trying to find our way into a connection with our oneness and our inner voice and with divine. No longer prioritizing work over magic. No longer saying, you know, well, if I do this, then I can have magic. And no longer apologizing for what that magic looks like and how that magic exudes in you. Everyone experiences their magic in certain areas. That's not always the area you talk about on Instagram. Sometimes we experience powerful magic through our pelvis, our sacral chakra, sexual potent power that is not necessarily something that the next person would say, oh, wow, that person strike me. It strikes me as being so sexual because it goes beyond wording like that. It goes beyond what we're told, beyond the gaze and a gaze meaning G-A-Z-E, <laughs> beyond the gaze that we're um, like developed with and that we start viewing ourselves with. Living and embodying our magic means that we allow ourselves to be as we are no matter what, that we allow ourselves to come to the proverbial altar as we are stripped bare and also with all our stuff, not trying to let go of it, not trying to wait for the perfect time. And the way to really go about doing that, to step into that embodiment is to shed the skin of all the aspects that we think are going to bring us toward our magic, but they don't. It actually brings us further away. And it's also a time to be able to say to ourselves, what loose ends, what habits, what patterns do I need to clear up and be clear on so that I can really be available to step into my magic? So I'm going to utilize the example of like kind of seeking out our beloveds, our partners, so when I was um, doing readings full time, I'm no longer doing readings, um, which feels wonderful and exactly right. But uh, I'm just for a million different reasons, not doing readings anymore. And um, I have a lot of people who came to me for guidance and for clarity on when they might meet someone or what they might have to do. And I have gotten the same thing from many different people, which is that a lot of the time when I had the honor of sitting across someone asking that question who was extremely powerful, clearly very intuitive, clearly a very magically aligned person that wasn't really dropped into it, we would talk about how, and this would always be how my guides would explain it, that if somebody has a frequency that in their natural, magical, completely open state is switched to B, 
but they're living on A and they're trying to get a partner in frequency A, which is not really tapped in, not really tuned in, like actively moving away from that or staying too busy to access frequency B, they're not going to find their partner because they're literally at a different frequency than the partner. And it is wonderful news because it's not the person needing to be different. It's the person needing to be more of who they are. So that's true with everything else. What are you looking for? What have you been trying to call in? Whatever it is, the more you're yourself, the closer you'll get to it, period. So January is really like, literally, we're going blazing in. We're coming in really hot to the year. Like we really are. I mean, January is a month of eclipses. We're coming in real hot with that. The cards that we have for our collective reading are hot as can be, hot as balls. <laughs> like we're coming in big time. It's it like we really get ushered in. That doesn't necessarily mean like, oh my God, everything's going to happen. It means we're reprioritizing, redefining what that actually means for us. We are living and embodying our magic. How does that look? What does that look like? Do we know how to do it? Are you comfortable with not knowing the how and just taking the next step and then the next step and then the next step? That is, regardless of what any person tells any of us, the only way to live. That's the only, that's not the only way to live. Like it's the only way to live, man. This is great. It's not great. It's really hard (laughs) to live one step at a time because there's constantly, barrages of beliefs and uh, invitations into like, well, this person is able to take 10,000 steps forward and they're good and all that stuff. And that doesn't work for a lot of us. So it's really like, how can you just be where you are and allow that to naturally unfold the next step and then the next one and then the next one. That's really how we live our magic. That's it. It's not about it being perfect. It's not about us getting everything we want or everything we even need because as though uh, that would be really nice, but it really is like it's one thing at a time, right? So living our magic really starts with just being present and bringing our whole selves to the table, asking ourselves, you know, what thing about myself, you know, do I don't do I maybe not feel that I can fully access right now? Do I not really feel like I can um, drop into right now? Why is that? Really asking questions as kind of the last bits of the shell are really cleared away by the eclipses. So there's real power there. And in terms of our reading, the medicine of the month is 10 of pentacles. 10 of pentacles is so powerful. And I want to take it completely out of the realm of money because pentacles as a suit can like, um, it's like saying, um, the sun just makes us tan or burns us. Um, it's like saying, it's like omitting the sun warms our backs, helps us with vitamin D makes plants grow. Like, you know, there are a million things that the sun does. It doesn't just make us, doesn't just do one thing. So pentacles is we're, we're really shorting out pentacles by assuming that it's just about financials because it's really not. Sometimes it can be about that, but the tarot isn't necessarily about anything external anyway. What we have as the medicine for our month is we have Anytime we pull 10 of pentacles, we can assume somewhere along the line we planted a seed. Could have been an intention, could have been a wish, could have been an action that we took. But somewhere along the line, even like it was maybe even unconscious completely, we planted a seed and now we have a full-blown garden. So we're getting to this point where we are at an accumulation of some kind. We're at a zenith. Something is at its fullest extent. Usually it's very, very joyful and delightful. Some of us might not be able to like feel that joy, but on the overall collectively, this is a time of review. Something that we've planted has reached its full height. Now we get to decide, am I into this? Do I like it? Do I share it with other people? 
do I share this with my family? Do I share this with my, do, do I eat of the fruit of my garden? Or do I observe that perhaps it might be time for me to sell this orchard and go off and start again? Do I want to really, you know, and then am I usually the type who does things like that? Then do I want to stay and do I want to enjoy? You know, there's lots and lots and lots of questions to ask here. Lots of questions. But we want to focus on this idea of harvest, of clarity, of something reaching its full height. And anytime we work with the pentacles suit, we're working with our soul work here on earth. Because the pentacles really help us if we look at them um, they really help us to discern how we do our human, kind of how we marry our human stuff with spiritual soul work and how we can make those things one thing and how they can both be in an alignment with each other. And in Ten of Pentacles, there's this kind of karmic, ancestral, amazing um, like a clearing of these ancestral ties and of family bloodline stuff that maybe isn't serving us. And we get to kind of step beyond the limitations of the bloodline to a space where we kind of take our whole family line forward. We heal it generations going backward and forward. And the other piece of this too, is that with Ten of Pentacles, we're looking at what we've grown, what we've accomplished, what we've accumulated, which is a very powerful stance to take during a month where we're usually just pretty much obsessed with like our intentions <laughs> and like what it is that we want to do next. You know, what have you done that is worth celebrating and feasting upon, enjoying, celebrating? This is Empress vibes, baby. So look at your nourishment. Look at how you are abundant. Look at what you've done, what you've grown. How do you desire, our first um, question to ask here, how do you desire to work with those experiences? What exactly do you want to do with what you've learned and what you've grown? How do you want to share that knowledge? And how do you want to have perhaps a whole new way of working with abundance, working with um, the gifts and the fruits of life? How do you want to connect with your earthly experience and maybe transition to a completely different way of living on the planet? It sounds very esoteric, but it's pretty rooted in reality. Ten of Pentacles is it, it, being the medicine. This whole month is about what is at an overflow in my life right now. What am I ready to share? You know, um, water break again. You know, as somebody who has the honor of teaching and mentoring lots of folks, I have grown and changed so much as a teacher and look back sometimes on things that uh, I've taught or said like four years ago that I certainly don't feel like it was ever uh, bad or terrible, but I look back and just think like, holy shit, I would never choose to say that to a student or I'd be so much more careful, but it really is that that is the, that was the experience level I had. And those were the students that felt attracted to that experience level. And it wasn't bad. They're just like maybe two, three little moments in my career where I think like, oof, you know, I really wish I hadn't have shared that or said that or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and at that moment in my life, that was 10 of pentacles too, because that was what was growing. That's what I had to share. And when people show up to the garden and they're hungry, we can say, okay, you know, I'll share what I've got. Now it's completely different because the more we work in our 10 of pentacles-ness, our shit changes. The people who are attracted to our shit changes. Who we're feeding it to, what we're feeding people is completely different, totally different. I've often said like the people who worked with me even two years ago literally worked with a completely different person, which sounds very dramatic, but it's true. And my work isn't that different on paper, but in practice, it's, it's very different, you know? because I'm always growing and always changing. And that's the medicine of the pentacle suit. That's what we get to do. 
that we get to reflect and say, okay, what's here right now? How do I really honor what's here? Share it, rejoice in it, luxuriate in it, um, teach it, explain, um, nourish myself, you know, and at what's happening underneath it at the same time, kind of crossed with it, the river under the river is queen of wands. So while we're thinking about all this, we're cultivating our magic because queen of wands, no matter how you might personalize and think of queen of wands, queen of wands is different for every person, will be represented differently for every person. And queen of wands is simply us living in our magic, period. That's that power of fire that runs through us from the, from, um, you know, the blaze of the heart and the power of the solar plexus, the ability to do things and get things done, the root that's connected to the core and fire of the earth and the sacral, which is our water center, our knowing center. This is why, um, you know, this is really the power of the court cards because in general, which, you know, everyone here probably knows, but the Queens are all water. They all connect to gut first. You know, that sacral is the water center and that's, that's what we're doing with it. So what's happening underneath this 10 of pentacles work viewing, um, and reflecting on what we've grown. That's become a full garden, whether it's really, really small garden or really, really big garden, really reflecting on what we'd like to do next or next steps. Um, allowing our next steps to be in alignment with our magic is what we're doing here. That's what we're doing. We cannot have 10 of pentacles, not in 2019 without queen of wands happening underneath it. Queen of wands is a direct line to our genuine, holistic, truly rooted, magical self. And we cannot have one without the other. So really thinking about how you access that. And our lesson, or our gentle message from Divine, rather, this month is the star. So be gentle. Let whatever wants to come up, come up. Let go at your pace. This is our first gentle, sweet invitation because the star is about healing. It's also about like chill until you know what to do. January for some of us might, we are coming in hot with the energy, but it also might be like, you're coming in hot in a way that doesn't seem interesting to anyone but you, because it might just be profound internal work and internal reordering. Let it be. That's completely fine. That's great. Um, gentle message from divine. It's like a little halo. It's just spirit saying like, Hey, just, you know, remember to be a little bit willing to not rush it. Check in with yourself. Be gentle. Um, the lesson is six of swords, reaching out for help when we need it. When we're confused, reaching out to other people who can help see the forest for the trees. If we have a little trouble rowing our boat, reach out for help. That's it. 2019 is a year where we may really, um, I think many of us be drawn to kind of say like, I trust myself. I honor myself. It's not, um, like a pulling away from communal support, but it's actually in a very empowered way, the ability to say, you know, okay, um, I trust myself. I honor myself. I honor my inner knowing I don't need to look to, um, you know, this person, this teacher, whatever, to confirm for me what I know to be true. But there are moments when we're just really unclear and it can be incredibly tonifying, helpful, transformative to have someone hold the space for us. Even if it is simply someone to say, yeah, boo, I totally understand. Like you totally get the energy of this time, but you might be so frustrated that you're not clear about what's happening. And I totally get it. Just reaching out for that help and that sweetness, that um, ability to be held when we need it is going to be very important. The overall energy is four of pentacles. So once again, pointing all of this like 10 of pentacles, queen of wands, star energy, the... Um, the month of January is about living our magic, but we kind of have to go inside to do that process work in order to come outside with it later. Remember, 
Hangman Empress work is rather internal. So we're going to be experiencing a lot of like going way in in order to come out as a more authentic person in the world. Um, and Four of Pentacles is actually very specifically about body boundary. So it's often like, I don't want to be around that person. I don't want to necessarily be um, out of my apartment right now. I don't want to be out of this room or this bed, or I don't want to go to that place. It's usually a lot of body intuition about not wanting to be connected or attached to anyone's energy. Might be that you don't want to be intimate, even with a partner that you love, or it might be that you don't want to be on social media, whatever it might be. Everyone's thing is different. Um, just honor that roll with it. It's great. Um, that's the overall energy in order to really drop into 10 of pentacles and queen of wands, which are really the centerpieces. Um, this is really where, where we want to continue to rest. Um, and that's, um, and that's really what we're doing here. This is very deep energy, you know, um, in 10 of pentacles, we're usually birthing something. Something's being created. There's something that's coming out for everyone, not just for us, um, which I've repeated a couple times. But And if the birth energy doesn't work for you, it's like the sun's dawning and we're ready to kind of be in kind of a climax point of this very, very powerful place. So it can be extraordinary to be able to let ourselves have the gift of some really deep space for journaling, for thinking, even if we're very social, very active, hanging out with folks, um, wanting and desiring more social time, how can you make your time with yourself more nourishing? How can you not have a million things going on at once? These are just a couple of questions to ask ourselves um, for the month ahead. And our astrology um, of course, we are in Capricorn, which is ruled by the devil. And we have a whole episode about the devil in the last episode of the podcast. Um, on January 6th, we have a new moon solar eclipse in Capricorn. And on January 21st, we have a full moon lunar eclipse in Leo just in time for us to move over into Aquarius season. Um, we know that eclipses, probably everyone listening to this knows this, but, um, rapid opportunities for transformation and expansion, rapid fire opportunities for clearing and release. Not usually a time when everyone will feel drawn to do ritual. Usually eclipses, and I hesitate to say this because I don't want anyone to be swayed because it really is like you are your own connection to divinity, but I just will offer as a gentle invitation that it can be lovely. You may not agree. I know some people do wildly powerful magic, um, in eclipses, uh, in eclipse season, but it can be a delightful and beautiful gift to the self to be able to let the eclipses wash over you rather than trying to harness their energy and do something with it. Usually eclipses kind of take our face in their hands and move it so that we're looking at something we weren't looking at before or we're being held while something is being cleared from us. And usually when we let it guide the way, eclipses can be really strong, but it's kind of like an ocean wave. We don't want to necessarily harness the ocean wave or have the ocean wave go a certain way that maybe it's not supposed to be going. So if you feel drawn to do deep ritual work, absolutely do it. You may not want to like call in anything in eclipse energy. Um, that's just, again, a very humble suggestion. And, um, that's it. I think that's it. So live your magic, live your magic. Think about what that means for you. It might be something really different for you than I've mentioned here that's okay. That means you are supposed to come up with that. You are supposed to have that intimate connection and the work was just supposed to be a little tap on um, the egg for you. And the rest of the deep crack and opening is yours to have. So just continuing to think about that. 
Um, it's always such a joy to gather with everyone who listens to these. Thank you so much. If you like the podcast, if you enjoy the content, please rate us with five stars. If you, if you desire, we'd, I would prefer a five star review as opposed to a one, but I'm sure I'll get some now that I've said that. Um, and if you have a few nice words for the podcast, that's always great, but sincerely like it helps people find the podcast. It helps people. It, it helps with a lot of different things. I know that's annoying to ask for, but um, if you don't want to, you just don't have to. You can subscribe to us on Spotify as well. That also helps. And um, happy new year. Happy sacred threshold transition from 2018 to 2019. I can't wait to journey with all of you into the new year and wishing every single one of you a beautiful start to this brand new cycle that we will all travel together. And until then, take care of yourselves. <laughs>